Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Ross, introduce the guest, man. Fighting out of Fight Academy Ireland, Cage Warriors Flyway. It's the dark horse, Kieran Mulholland. Kieran, how are you doing? I'm good. That was a really, really good atmosphere. Thank you for uh, taking a wee bit of MCM. Uh, you, you know what? Uh, Joe McCollum was on here yesterday and he was saying the same thing. Oh, what's called? Uh, I don't know what your man's name is. I think he's from Wales, the Cage Warriors uh, intro guy, but. I'm coming for everything you work for. <laughs> the, second, the second cage where his lands in Ireland, Ross is just going wherever they are. Yeah. Hal Chaplin or something? I think, his name is, I, I think that is his name, actually. It, it escaped me. But uh, he, he actually seems like a really nice guy as well. Yeah, Sorry, he Hal. He does, yeah. But Kieran, welcome to the show. How are you doing, man? It's great to have you on. And also, you're going at the flyweight now. How, how does it feel to be like aim for that 125 pound? Yeah. To be honest, it's so good. Uh, I've really missed flyweight. I think there was maybe just a few changes in my life and stuff, and I sort of decided to go to Bantamweight. That sort of we had new new baby and stuff, and everything was a lot of things going on. So I sort of thought I need to stop being grumpy around fight week and everything else, and that I was going to make a change to Bantamweight. But I think this has probably been one of the easiest weight cuts in a long time for me. I think I've been really disciplined with that. I sort of looked after looked after the nutrition. Um, everything's really really going smooth. Everything's on point. So I'm really looking forward to back to flyweight. I think I feel so much stronger. Um. I've got a lot of advantage for it. And Kieran, it's sort of uh, timing that we have you on today after Graham Boyle announced that there's now a new flyweight tournament for the to crown the new Cage Warriors flyweight champion. Uh, obviously, Jake Hadley is going to go off and fight in Dana White Contender Series. Uh, how exciting does that make that for you? Because yeah. I always look at a, a tournament like this and think that someone has to come around the outside and become a number one contender. Oh yeah, well as soon as, as soon as I seen that, I sort of thought that's brilliant for me because a lot of fathers will sort of ruffle the, the whole division will be on sort of, sort of the move. So they've obviously announced the, the, the first two sort of two fights, and then the winner of that's going to fight in the fight in the for for the or the title fight. But it'll be as you said, someone on the outside is going to sort of be like looking in sort of the num- next number one contender. I think I've got a busy year, busy year sort of lined up. Can't tell obviously too much what's in the pipeline yet because not announced, but um. Cage Warriors have a lot of shows the rest of the year. So I think a good, good win on Saturday puts me in good stead to get sort of maybe two more, three more this year under, under the belt. And uh, I think if I win, win all those, there's really no reason why I can't throw me in the hat. And Kieran, uh, obviously you were, I think it was 10 and 10 as an amateur and now you're 0 and 2 uh, as a pro. Was it the first two losses that pro that made you feel maybe you'll be better off down in flyweight? See, it, it's, it's a mix of everything. I, I didn't feel... Not strong about them. I just thought like I knew I was fighting about me for the wrong reasons. I was I wasn't fighting about me because it was heavy. I wasn't fighting about me because um and I said I struggled making fly it. I was fighting I was fighting about me because I thought it was easier for family life and um, it was easier to work a full time job. It was easy. So it was for the wrong reasons. Um, and I sort of I sit down with myself one day and had a, had a sort of thing. Like if I really want to make this career plan, I need to go to fly it. I need to use everything, all the advantages I give myself. And fly it was the big decision for me. And the other thing I want to say is, what's the story with you and Next Gen Liverpool? And uh, when when you step into the cage on Saturday, three of your last four opponents will be from Next Gen Liverpool. Do you have it in for them, or what's the story there? <laughs> he I obviously does not spoil Liverpool. Like. <laughs> I, I, I'm a Liverpool supporter. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I swear, like, it's a strange thing. Me, me and the me and me and the Thatcher, we, we were supposed to fight on the amateur team. Um, so I was sort of like. Not one of the number one sort of prospects in the in, the, in the, especially in Ireland. I sort of held six titles when I was supposed to fight Nathan, and Nathan was sort of cleaned up in the UK sort of bracing. Uh, but it never, it never happened at the amateur, and 
me and him, me and him for a pro. And uh, me and Nathan are really, really friendly. We've imagined Nathan back and forth in this camp, even though he will fight something like Um, I'll always show react to Nathan's stuff and whatever else. So me and Nathan got like a, a quite a good relationship. I actually I fought Connor Wilson. Um, he, I think I, I was the last amateur fight, and he was maybe my last amateur fight. Um, that was a fight I fought in, in Liverpool. Um, I thought I, I won the fight, and like, it was marginalization. It could have went either way, but personally, I thought I won the fight, and it, it went his way. Um, straight for him, and then my last, I think the third one was Francis Bring. I fought him to Denny. She was, um, I was in the Cage Warriors, the, the Grand Prix. So, I don't know what it is with, with me and uh, next year, but uh, I've seen the fight in a lot of fighters. I think I follow probably all their flyweights, maybe apart from one, or well, flyweight bantamweights, maybe apart from one. That's, that's actually insane. But man, you've been in there with some of the best 135 and below guys. Yeah. You know, the world has to offer. Like, uh, I, I know you fought uh, Matisse as well, you fought Liam Giddens. Uh, and then one person who was like one of the biggest prospects in the world was Mohamed Makayev as well. What was it like to fight him? Because like the whole world's looking at him now as uh, I suppose the next Khabib. See that that fight really annoyed me. Um, anyone who knows me, anyone who knows anything about that fight, I was chasing him for I mean years, chasing him for years. Never never fought me. Um, I think like I was supposed to fight him on at Catholic Gladiators and stuff, and he he sort of didn't want to fight me a flyweight. He refused to fight a flyweight. Um, to the to the point where they're their, their promoter was actually going to put on like a, a 15, eight and a half kilo belt or something. I was like, what nonsense is this? Like, fake me, just uh, give them the fake me fly with it. Like, you can't make up your own weight divisions. And then uh, I was on the, on the way down the train, it was a Thursday night, and my phone blew up and was like, Mahomet Mark, I've mentioned you in a story. And then I clicked in and he was like, uh, show, me, show me that you're a real champ now. And uh, he called me in two days' notice. I was like, this is like so typical of something you do. Um, and in that fight as well, he, he headbutt me in the th- at the end of the third round uh, because he, he, got, he was gassing out and I lost him for gassing out. I was like, I took a sight in two hours and those you're gassing out of three rounds. And I get him in the face and headbutt me. Uh, so we were, I, I don't know if ever watched this fight back. Like, it looks like I made a big mad charge on him. But it was like, it was him in my face that headbutt me first. And that's why I made a big mad charge on him. But I, I, I don't rate him highly. I think he's, I think there's a lot of holes in this game. Um, I'm, just, I'm surprised he hasn't found it yet, yet a pro. I think if he's just... The way he fought me, if he fought me again now, I would have able to head clean off him. Um, he wouldn't just, I wouldn't just let him land my guard. Uh, obviously, in, in the amateur, I was sort of throwing up submission attempts, and he was sort of like a real heavy state wrestling where he could sort of evade them. But in a pro game, he, he wouldn't be able to sit with head in my chest. I'd be able to top his head. Um, it opens up massively. Uh, that's a fair look back, but um, I don't know if we'll ever cross again, maybe, maybe at the UFC. Um, I sort of win the cage worst title and go on there if he ever gets saying through Brave or whatnot with me at the UFC, but otherwise, I don't think our path will cross. No, fair, fair enough. But yeah, but just anyone who's ever fought him, I have to ask because uh, we actually know his boxing coach as well. He's actually a uh, man for Tony Gall. So, uh, yeah, do you know, uh, as well, yeah. do you know John Boy? Do you, John Hutchinson? No, I, yeah. I, I know, I know of him. Um, I, don't, I don't know him personally. He, he was a professional boxer, he was called the Bunkrana Banger. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he, Peter Jan's striking coach as well now. He is indeed, yeah. Yeah. So he's uh he, he's won the creme de la creme. Um, but let's let's get into uh your fight with Connor Wilson. Obviously, this is a rematch, and obviously you thought uh you won the first one. We obviously know uh, hometown judging is a thing. Um, how do you feel like it's gonna go this time around? Oh, this, there's there's like I, I, I the steal a quote, a quote from Joe's like apples and oranges. 
Um, it's completely different at this time. Like, I've never had such a good camp, such a well-structured camp in my whole entire life. And that's, that's not, not one I've ever been through. I think that, that's just like, uh, I've put in six solid months of work. I was supposed to fight in March time and it fell, fell through with COVID and stuff. Um, that was on Keys Lagsy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the Keys Wars trilogy. And uh, like, rather than sort of beating around a bush or like humping, being like, oh my God, that didn't happen. Sort of, I was straight back in the train the night the fight had cancelled. Um, and it just, it, it just continued on. And then I was speaking to the Indians, and the Indians said, listen, we'll get, we'll, we'll get your match for June, the June trilogy. We'll keep your head down. And it shows been six real months of solid work. There's no days off, no corners cut, like no stone unturned. Everything is just my perfect at camp. Um, I've been working on loads of striking with like Shanto and um, I've been working with sort of guards and stuff for, for, for Ty. I've been loading loads of wrestling with Pat, grappling with Pat. So like, every, everything, of all, all tech boxes and tech for this camp. Also, now now that you're going back to flyweight, <clears throat> how how much notice would you need in advance before you had to step in the cage? Like say, like how, like would you need at least six weeks to make the weight, or how does that work for yourself now? Well, ideally, I would like they have a like time, but I mean, given given an opportunity, I jump, I jump. Uh, now it's different now with a management team behind me. Yeah. Um, or maybe so in terms of when they let me fit, but like, I made flyweight on eight days notice against Liam Gittins. Um. I fought I fought Liam Gittins on eight days and I cut like ten kilo. Um another next gen lad. Yeah, he's 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 nine next gen he wasn't next gen when I fought him. Oh, he, he was no, he, 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 he was he was like so I thought I fought him. Um yeah. Liam get Liam get this well. For anyone who wants to know, Karen Mulholland just like lives outside the uh, next gen gen gym and just like once one of the flyaways are bantam way roll up, they're scrapping. Yeah, he calls them out straight away. Oh fuck me. That's uh, <laughs> and it's, it's so funny. Um, uh, I, I I was thinking about the other day, and I thought I thought and like who's are actually there? Like, if I, cause Nathan was talking about maybe coming over to uh, the Fade Academy, just sort of do a couple of rounds with me. Um, before the carnival, carnival tomorrow gets sort of announced. Like he said, well, it would have been after it's fine anyway because um, it was like sort of real, real in deep camp. And then uh, he said, but maybe me me coming over next year. So like it was sort of put, put, made me ponder like. Who have I not followed? Like it's it's come with so awkward. Like I'm gonna go over and go and be like, name how he has fought you, like Connor how he has fought you, like <laughs> just just fought everybody. It was just like, so I don't know if like, how well, well like. Look this way, Kieran. You fought the ball in your own. You felt you probably fought everyone in your own gym as well. Just not uh, not in a competitive MMA match that went on your record. Yeah, well, that's it. And this is this is a sport we're in. We're in a crazy sport where it is. Um, yeah, look at that. Look at the very top, even like Usman and Burns fought each other and they were training together for years, so like it does happen. So, yeah, and you, see, you see, you see, like the opposite as well. It's going to be a great big grudge match. And after, after sort of fight, they're best friends, like the Paul Craig fight last week, and they were slobbering in bed. And the next thing, Paul Craig almost breaks your man's arm, and they're partying yeah. the guy after. It's such a mad sport, but I love it. It, yeah, it definitely, same, definitely is. Uh, Kieran, just judging from your record and seeing your fight, and then judging from Connor's uh, record. Do you think you'll have an advantage on the ground here? Because you have a lot of submission wins, and in his amateur career, he has quite a few submission losses. So, is that where you're going to aim to take the fight? I, I'm just going to put pressure on from the very first bell. If, he, if it goes to the floor, it goes to the floor. Um, if it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm just going to be in his face. Um, he's, he's sort of he's a, he's a striker, and he, he's good if you let him look good. Um, he likes to stay stay on the outside, sort of some spin attacks, and uh, but he's, he's sort of you can only do that if you give him the space to do it. And we in the space the whole time. I, my gas tank has never been as good 
Gas tank's never been a problem, but it's, it's never been as good as it has. And I'm going to utilize his weapons in his face from if it, the first minute until the last minute, however long if it lasts. Yeah, uh, Kieran, you're obviously open, opening up the card on Saturday, aren't you? So yeah. you'll be on what, like, right? You like to you like to en- enter the cage. You, you like to take your time, so it'll probably be about a quarter past one, I'd say. But uh, how, like, obviously, like this is the this is a big fight for yourself and your career. Like, how important is this fight for you going into this fight on Saturday? Oh yeah, this this is a massive fight. Um, but I I think when that when this fight was offered to us, like we we sit down as a, as as a team and sort of looked at it. I'm like, how much I had improved from. January third until we got this we got this offer and we had six weeks from the offer until the fight and we were like if I I've made so much improvements in this and 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 through these four months by the time the fight comes up made so much so many more and it sort of proved proven correct like uh, the the amount the amount of improvements I've sort of made on up in fight academy and just training that that's such such a structure twice a day every day and I've made leaps and bounds in the game I've closed so many so so many small gaps and I've added so many new tools um. So this fight is a massive fight, but this is one we're really confident we can win. Absolutely, and, and so you should be. You have a great team over there and uh, up there in Fight Academy. So uh, we definitely wish you all the best. We'll be supporting our own, uh, despite uh, Energize having a few next gen links of our own. We're still going to be cheering on Kieran Mulholland. Yeah, definitely. Kieran, tell us this: How did you get your hand raised? What's 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 the finishing combo, or will, will we uh, be leaving it in the hands of the judges? I don't think I'll be going to judges this time. Um, I went to judges for a ten thing going away, so I, 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 I'm going to be, as I say, in his face from minute one to minute, minute last, but I don't think it's going to go 15. There we have a Basel. Yeah. Anything else to add in? No, that's brilliant, Kieran. It's great to have you on as well, because like, I think we, we've nearly had all the Irish fighters that are fighting this week on. We just have one more Deckies coming on as well. But uh, Kieran, thanks a million for coming on and we really look forward to seeing the performance Saturday. Yes. You'll be out in the cage at a quarter past one on Saturday, so make sure everyone to check it out and tune in. Uh, Ross, anything else to say? Oh, I just want to give Kieran on the floor. Did you need to say something, Kieran? I just want to show the sort of my team, all my training partners, everybody at Fit Academy knows who they are, and my, my sponsors. We were my sponsors on my, on, on my fight kit and on my fight bar, so they'll be getting the shirt off if it as well. There you have it. I, I knew he wanted to say something, like I see him itching in there. Um, guys, if you did like this video, make sure to give it a like. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to follow Kieran on Instagram. And as always, stay, stay energized. energized.